Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Playing Out from the Back. Uh, we've got our first episode out on soccer or soccer social, sports social, so I say. Um, new streaming platform and it's dedicated purely to um, sport podcasts. So you'll be able to get some uh, insights into speedway, wrestling, football, tennis, whatever it is you need to find. Um, it is a dedicated platform just for that. So uh, look out for our new home and look out for the new links. Uh, but today's episode, uh, we are joined uh, by the usual hosts of uh, Moses Spencer and Aaron White. We have a couple of guests from uh, non-league and Mo will probably try and crucify them all all game and all, 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 all day with this one. But uh, we've got Ollie Robinson, uh, Skipper at Met Police, is that right, Ollie? No. Oh yeah, you're right, lads. <laughs> you are you are Skipper then, mate. Yeah, or are you uh, you gonna be all you're gonna be all quiet? It's supposed to be vocal, mate. At the back line there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, the connection went a bit, but yeah, yeah, I am Skipper down there. In um, it's my second season. As skipper, I've been there for I think it's three, four seasons now. So yeah, getting on a bit. Nice. So bet veteran down there, lovely. And uh, we got uh, Craig Lewin, mate. Were you, where are you? Where are you down, uh, Craig? You, you say it was Cobham. Were you playing yeah. or are you managing? No, just playing at Cobham at the minute. Um, been yeah. there a couple of months. Nice, nice. So obviously, to to the listeners today, we'll be obviously going into those guys' experiences uh, within non-league. Sort of discussing what they've been up to uh, during the lockdown um, to keep them sane and what they've done to sort of obviously maintain sort of fitness and sharpness with the hope that the league does return. Um, so, yeah, more around sort of the, the non-league um, set up at the moment, which we all have our experiences with. So it'll be a, a good chat for the rest of this. But, um, Ollie, before we uh, have a dodgy uh, sort of connection with you, let's, let's start with you, mate. How, how, you as a player, <laughs> when obviously lockdown 
we're what we in lockdown two thousand and two or something at the moment. But if, if from the first lockdown, <laughs> how did it affect you for the first time? And obviously, when we've had sort of the the restarts, how has it affected you sort of playing and sort of mentally off the off the field as well? Yeah. So the the very first lockdown, it was um, uh, I think I just got injured as it was locked down, so it actually. I benefited it um, from it, so I get to rest both my ankles and actually strengthen them in the time off. But it was disappointing because we were in a good position um, at Met Police, and, and I know a few of the boys were disappointed. But um, yeah, eventually we were just we just carried on doing our fitness, and then we went straight into the season doing quite well, and we're currently fifth in the league, I think. Okay, nice. So and then with, with, with that, then. You obviously got to to strengthen it all up, and obviously have that that restart to to get back. Well, how about now though? Where do, where do you see yourself now? Because obviously, I'm guessing you're fit now. So, is it sort of been a disappointment? Yeah, yeah, I'm... yeah. It has been a disappointment. Um, like we're currently fifth in the league. We we were doing really well, and we we built um, up the areas that we needed to from last season. So we were we were very confident in definitely getting in the playoff places this year. Um, so from that point of view, we are very disappointed. And currently, the league hasn't said what's going to happen with our league yet, if it's finishing or carrying on. So we're all sort of waiting to hear what's happening. Okay. 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 That's cool. What about what about uh, what about you, Louis? Um, so what have you been up to in the um, in the lockdowns and? How have you found it? And um, and a little bit what I want from you is because you've because you've done both sides, you've also done the manage, management side as well. Um, what sort of things have you been doing, or what sort of things would you be doing if you was a manager during this sort of period? Uh, well, the first lockdown, I was at Molesy. Obviously, I was managing then. Um, and like Oli said, we were we were fourth when it got stopped, so we were a little bit gutted that it got stopped, but. It was March when it finished, so there wasn't too long of a season to go. So, you know, when in that rest period, I didn't actually do anything. I was just literally just like a normal. <laughs> um, you'll be surprised to know, Mo, that I'm actually running five k's at the minute. Like I'm still this trending on Twitter. I thought I'd join in, so I'm currently doing that. But if I was managing now, um, I would be like, well, just speaking through what we're doing at Cobham, we do like Zoom meetings every couple of weeks, uh, just doing like a fitness thing. And I think I'd probably do the same, just keeping the boys ticking over because if it does start again, you've got to be ready to go. Personally, I don't think it will. I think it'd be null and voided. But if I was managing right now, like, like listen, it's non-league football. You can't go mad with it. But once every couple of weeks, just get the boys on a Zoom call, do a little fitness thing, maybe do their own stuff as well. Strava, sending their records, just keep ticking over, really. So if it if it was to start back, you're in some kind of shape, ready to go. Yeah, so so more of like a, a camaraderie thing and keeping everything um, sort of ticking over and keeping the sort of team spirit and stuff yeah, there as well. You, you yeah, know, it's like a good change of rooms worth ten points throughout the season. I always think so. You know, for it just to stop yeah. all of a sudden and lose all contact would be a shame. So yeah, one. One for your fitness side, but two, like your mental side of things and your camaraderie, seeing your mates and that. It, yeah, I think it's quite important to do that. So, okay, yeah, um, I've got a, I've got a little bit of a question just before you go on that on that part. Lou, you're obviously from a from a from a massive football yeah. family. 
Um, just a little bit on this. I don't want to divert too much away, but your, your brother's obviously playing. How has he found this period? Because I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you've been talking to him quite a lot during this period. How has he well, found Well, he's been period? probably about two minutes behind me on the 5Ks. That's how fit I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I've not, not really been speaking to him. But no, he's, um, you know, for them, for them, they're still training every day, obviously. Like, they're tested and they're in every day. It's um, Obviously, they're not, uh, there's no fans at the grounds and that, which he says is strange. Um, it, it's, you know, it just, you don't have that edge, the same edge when there's no one there. He said, unfortunately, though, they're half getting used to it. And, like, and my dad as well, obviously, at Palace, just he said, like, the empty grounds just becoming the norm at the minute. And it's something you don't want to get used to. But it... your dad oh, makes man. it sound like there's 65,000 <laughs> in there, mate. <laughs> you want to hear me shout me when my dinner was ready then? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's got a booming voice. So, you obviously, from, from your side, uh, I'll stick with you. Craig, obviously, with your, your sort of journey at the moment, mm. you're, say, so you were manager at Molesy to now player. What is your, what's your journey been like to, to get to where you are now, but also with the managing and playing, what, what's still your sort of, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to have your, your boots laced up in the middle, in the middle of the park or, or from the sidelines at the moment? No, definitely, definitely still playing. You're like, you're a long time retired, so the managing, like, I do want to get back into the managing, hundred percent. And obviously, I was like player manager, so I had the best of both worlds. But yeah, I, I do want to get back into it. But at the moment, just playing, just playing with all this going on is quite nice. You haven't got to worry about everything else, and you can just worry about yourself. Yeah, fair. Fantastic. Uh, back to you, Ollie. Ollie's quiet. There's your connection still, all right, mate? <laughs> yeah, all good, mate. All good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Ollie, obviously, um, I played with you a lot when you were younger. Um, I taught you a lot of what you know. Um, <laughs> so I can see you've taken that. <laughs> now, obviously, I played for you, um, played with you a lot when you were younger, and I could tell that you had, you know, you had something about you, and I sort of knew you'd, you'd, um, you'd climb the leagues fairly, fairly quickly. Um, how have you found it, say, from your Molesy days, from? Uh, your Molesy days up to where you're playing now because you've obviously gone through two or three leagues quite quickly. Um, now you're captain of, of quite a prestigious club. So how's your sort of, how have you found that process and like, how have you found the jumping levels? Um, yeah, I think that there are different levels obviously to the leagues, but I think what helped me was men- your mentality. You know, I, I when I went to Molesy, I was with players that wanted to win and we really did gel together and we formed a friendship which helped us carry us through games sometimes. And I think that mentality of wanting to win all the time and do anything you can for the team helped me get into Met Police and then eventually, you know, uh, start becoming uh, one of the main first team players and then now eventually captain. But yeah, no, there are, um, I think as you go up the league, the, the trainings are better. Maybe that's because of the facilities and you get you get different types of players coming in and out. So those sort of friendships that you would sort of have at Molesy probably aren't normally there in the Southern Premier South League. Mm. Is it because, so what you're saying is, when you was at Molesy, it's more of a tight-knit, uh, same players throughout the season and very, very rarely players sort of come and go. And Whereas as you've jumped up the leagues, you've got sort of more players, more sort of turnover, and it's more of a... Would you say it's sort of more of a job? So, 
Um, yeah. In terms of like, Mosey was more fun. And it, although we was a, a very determined team and wanted to win, uh, what I found obviously as I went up the levels was it became more of a job. You're there to win games and less there to, to be with your mates and enjoy that side of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say that 100%. Um, the more you go up, yeah, some people, it is their main job. So that's why they end up leaving the club to go somewhere else for an extra 50 to £100 pounds, uh, because they need that money, which, you know, looking at it, uh, sometimes I don't agree with it. But then if it is your only job, then you've got to provide for your family and you've got to do what you have to do, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, how, how old are you now, Ollie? 26 now. 26. And when did they make you captain when you was 24? So, uh, yeah, so I've been there since I think I was 21 now. Um, and I think in my second or third season, I started becoming captain um, when the club captain was injured. And then I left to go to Walton Casuals briefly. Um, and then I came back. And then that season was the most successful season the club had. And then I was... Um, club captain after that so yeah I've been club captain for two seasons now Wicked and and how did you feel like getting that sort of uh, that sort of role at such a young age was it something you took to you took to quite easy or did you was there some adjustment what sort of things do you have to do in that role um, as yeah. club captain especially I in think... times like this in lockdowns and stuff like that because obviously you're a big person that probably has to motivate and get everyone participating in the things that the club's doing yeah, I think um, the, coming from the Mosey days, you know, being around Jumo and especially Louis, we had big characters which would get all the players together and get them up for the game and keep talking to each other. And I've taken that, what I've learned from the Mosey days, into Met Police. Um, and now there's a lot of youngsters. There's a, they've got good youth set up. So a lot of them come through and they're quite quiet and timid starting off. So... I'd have to try and involve them in everything I do and try and get them talking to, you know, help them perform better on the pitch. I think that's part of the process of being a, you know, a captain or a leader in the team. Um, and we've got a few players like that, you know, that, that will lead and, you know, talk to other players or, you know, arrange things outside of the football um, to get us all together. And I think that's, that's a, a big positive for us at the moment in having a successful team. Um, that's all good. Good guidance for the listeners here. Some of the young lads, obviously, coming up in the game, and I'm I'm soaking it up so I can say it to my friends as well, um, so they can hear something. I'm not gonna lie, um, but uh, obviously, you know, I would like to hear sort of both both sides to this actually from from you guys. So, um, Ollie, we'll we'll stick with you, and then Craig, please do pitch in afterwards. But listen, there's obviously um, chat of. Um, hearing something from the FA in the next sort of sort of ten fifteen minutes today of of how the league's going to end, but Ollie, would what do you, how do you see it playing out? What, what do you reckon will be announced, and and do you see the league continuing um, for, for for the rest of this year? No, I think I think it'll be null and voided, um, especially with the national league already coming out with that uh, news. So I can't see it happening down the leagues and. You know, we're, we're nearly in March already. Um, give it a couple of months, the season would normally be over. Um, if you do carry on the league, everyone has to sort of be given a couple of weeks to get fit, even though people probably have been carrying that on. And they'd have to delay the start of the next league. 
Um, so I can't see that that happening. So yeah, I think it'll be null and voided. Yeah, your view Same is as Ollie, mate. It's just um, people can do all the five Ks and all the running they want, but actual football fitness, as we all know, is different. Hmm. So you know, another two weeks. They're saying from the 29th of March takes you into April. I just don't think there'll be enough time. I think it should be null and voided. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find it I find it very difficult to say that because I, I really want the football obviously to continue, <laughs> um, and obviously there's been yeah. a lot of lot of hard work yeah. that's gone in. Um, you know, Craig, as you know what, what it's like off off the field, and Aaron, you you guys are obviously doing the same thing. No matter what, what level you're at, I think as a as a manager, the the work that goes on off the field is is crazy um, as well. So to to have your sort of squad built up for it to then obviously be null and void is is mad, but Obviously, you've got to accept it. But when we look at back at last season, where I know Ollie, you're saying we're, we're coming up to sort of March, but we came up to March last year, and there was, you know, people had played what twenty odd games, maybe more than that, you know, probably even close to the sort of the thirty game mark, and we null and voided it. So there's going to be a lot of people yeah. asking questions around, you know, why did we null and void last year when we got so close to it? And, but then, obviously, now find ourselves going to be with potentially two years, two seasons of football that don't mean anything. And like you, you guys are, are flying. You said, like you said, you're fit. I know. Well, you say you're flying. We played four games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like early days. Yeah, early days. Early days. But yeah, we're sitting, sitting, I'll take sitting, it. Sitting fifth. Sitting fifth. But it's, it's, it's scary that you think it actually you could be onto. You know, you've done you've, you've yeah. done well. You could be onto something. To then find yourselves out, you're going to have to, to restart. Now, with with a team um, at your level, Ollie, do, do you see a lot of changes come pre-season? Is there a lot of shifts and a lot of people sort of moving around? Or do you see at your level the squads stay you know, fairly the same uh, throughout each summer? Uh, when I first joined Met Police, there was a lot of movement, um, a lot of big players coming in um, and going, you know, just as quick. Um, but now, the last couple of years, we have had the majority of the squad stay together. And I think that's how we've sort of created the bond and uh, put in performances. And we're adding players in that are going to strengthen the team or bringing youth players in, um, which I think that's that's definitely helped. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Wonderful. And Louis. <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> right over there. Um, no, Louis. So, um, yeah, so yep. you're obviously playing at Cobham now. Um, and I will say, when I played with you as well, like Ollie said, I learned a lot from you and your sort of experience, your captain experience. So I learned quite a lot from you as well. Um, what have you tried to take with you down to Cobham? Because I imagine they've yeah, got quite a young yeah, team down young. there, right? Um, just a bit like Ollie, really. Just try and help the youngsters out. Like, you got to know your players, isn't you? whether you're like a captain or a manager. Some players need an arm around their shoulders. Some players you can get at. Um, at Cobham, they're quite young. So, you know, shouting and screaming at some of them is not always going to help them. So it's more just trying to guide them like through the league. Oh, not through the league, sorry, through the games. Um, and like trying to pass on your experience that yeah. way. And I'm not captain down there. They've got their captain. He's been there for a while, but... Basically, just try and play as you were, Captain. Lead, lead as you normally would, and hopefully they sort of <clears throat> follow suit, and you know you help them along that way. Yeah. So, 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 do you help? 
do you help the manager out? Do you do a little bit of that side? Do you do any coaching or do you literally, are you no, literally just, just the minute, there mate. as a, just as a He'll ask my advice on certain things. Um, but it, he, he knows what he's doing. He's, yeah. he's a good bloke. Um, and he, yeah, he, he, he makes all decisions. And like I say, if he's stuck on something, he might ask me, but invariably he does it all himself. Mo, 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 okay. they were fourth and fourth That's bottom fair and fourth, but they're now ninth, I think. So it's 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 where it's working. <laughs> Here he is. We're starting to see we're, we're starting to see the real Louis now. That's what I was trying to coax out. I was yeah. trying to get the real Louis out. Here we they go. So the real the real Louis coming out now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Louis, um, um. Sam was saying that the last two two um, two seasons yep. being quite broken down, um, you know, uh, for you, and I, I know you know, obviously you're getting to the end of your career, but that I mean that for you prolongs your career for another real two. You've got another one two years extra in the legs, really, because you were going to play and you haven't really got the chance to play. Um, so. Will your focus next season, will it be to get another management job or is your focus 100% solely playing? Um, no, 100% solely playing because wherever I go, I'll be a player manager anyway. If I was to get a job, I'd want to be a player manager. So it, to literally just concentrate on playing. If something comes up, obviously you do the managing side as well. But no, no it's like you say, I'm having this conversation with someone the other day, like this, what's going on at the moment? Can I have a what make you want to play another year, which it has for me because I'm thinking I don't want to end with all this. Or it, it could retire a lot of people. I'm reading on Twitter and things, people saying, Oh, never worked so much in my life. Like maybe I can't dedicate the time to football next year. So it's a strange one. It, it, it can have a, it work both ways. But for me, it's, it's given me another year in football, basically, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're gonna be you're gonna Mate, continue. I'd get the two lads there. either side of me and Cobham to do my running and I'll just get on the ball mode. So <laughs> I, I, I could probably go for that. experience. My uh, <laughs> uh honestly honestly Louis, honestly, Louis, I didn't know you could shout enough at players and get them to do your running until I saw you, mate. It's you are the master. The absolute master of screaming at people for them to, <laughs> for them to do your right. So, is that, is so, that where um, you learned it from? So well done on that. Is that where you learned it from? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Louis, one, one last thing, actually. Cool. I've, I've wanted to ask you this. Um, how do you balance your player management role? Um, this is just, just, yeah, just something personally. How do you balance the player manager role? Because as a player, you're part of the player's. Um, as a manager, um, all the managers I've played for have been quite separate, and you're quite social. I couldn't imagine you being my manager. How do you, how do you differentiate? It? So being a Louis that has to pull someone aside and say, "Listen, I'm letting you go," or "Listen, you're not doing enough for this." To the Louis that's <laughs> laughing and joking, and you know what I mean, having having banner and all of that. How do you differentiate that? And is it yeah, a difficult it thing hard, to do? Mosey, because. Obviously, you've gone from playing with all them boys and just being one of them, as you say, to then being a manager and you've got to have that divide. So like one of the first things I've done, and it, it, it pained me to do it, but we had to set up another WhatsApp group because the players have to have their own one, which I can't be in because obviously you, we all know how it works. Stuff said that managers don't need to see and all that. Um, and then I'd have one that I was in. So I found that a bit strange. Um, but at the end of yeah. the day, 
it's your reputation on the line. Like, if you want to give management a good go, you got to do well. You got to get results. So, like at first, I found it hard to drop people because, you know, they're the people you've been, you know, in the bar with or socialising with on nights out for years before. But it has to be done if you want to make a go in management. You got to do well. And like I say, in five years' time, they won't go. Well, he was a nice bloke, but not a very good manager. Do you know what I mean? You got to you got to do what's right, and if it means dropping people, it has to be done. Um, I'm always like once football, once the whistle's gone, that's it. So in the bar, I'd still socialise with them and have a laugh. At the end of the day, whoever bought me the most drinks played the next Saturday. So that's how it works. Guys, obviously, let's get into a bit of the pro game, uh, moving on from, from the lovely non-league. Um, so, I'll come to you, Ollie. Uh, tell us a bit uh, about your sort of, your pro experience, well, I say pro experiences, your team you support, how they're getting on, and um, how you see, see the season playing out and whether they're sort of going to challenge City for, for the title this year. Uh, well, I support the mighty iron, so West Ham, we're absolutely flying at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're well happy with that. Um, but I think Man City, they're going to run away with it this year, aren't they? Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, you're doing, you are doing very, very well considering how bad Mo thought you guys were going to do. Like, he's <laughs> been questioning um, <laughs> the, the Hammers all season, up until our last episode, where actually it was a little bit of praise. It was actually a little a, a little bit of praise, should we say, from, from Mo. But, um, yeah, the West Ham have, have been doing well. And, um, I mean, what, what, what do you think sort of triggered that? Do you think it's been um, Moyes? Has it been signings? What have you, what's the key differences you've seen with them this year? To be fair, I think when Moyes came in, I was thinking, oh, no, not <laughs> him. Um, but he's actually done a really good job. He's got the team, um, you know, firing, like doing really well. And I think you've got certain players that have come in and have done really well this season. Declan Rice is, you know, solid in the middle. Um, and Jesse Lingard, the, that loan signing has absolutely helped us. Really, like, it's, he's doing brilliant. So and it's allowing him to just go off and do whatever he wants to do, and that's where he's performing at his best. Um, so I think if if we keep him at the well, if we can sign him at the end of the year um, and add maybe a couple of others, maybe a striker, um, then I think we could be doing all right. But we've got to keep some of these decent players and not let Declan Rice go. I could tell you, I could tell you something, Collie. You won't have no problems signing Jesse Lingard, mate. I'm telling you, Man United fans, they're they're uh, driving down for you. They don't seem to really, really <laughs> yeah. care whether he plays or not. But um, what I will say to you, Ollie, is as a West Ham fan, because this is my thing. I was saying on the podcast that West Ham fans they expect a sort of uh, a team that beats all the big teams or competes with the big teams and then goes and loses to your Fulhams. And loses to your lower teams. Is that your experience as a West Ham fan? I think that's always sort of been there. The the hype gets built up, doesn't it? You know, against Chelsea, against uh, Spurs, like the other day, the hype is there. So the players have to perform, especially for the fans. Um, obviously, the fans aren't in there this year. So maybe that's why the team are doing better. They haven't got yeah. that added pressure. Yeah. So yeah, I know the the West Ham, the West Ham bunch, the yeah. fans are a difficult, a difficult bunch. I know that for sure. And um, Louis, yeah, 
Louis, who's your t- Louis? I don't actually know who you support. Do you just support whoever your dad <laughs> manages? <laughs> Mate, you laugh, but that's it. I don't actually support anybody. Yeah, because <laughs> where, where, where my dad's at is where I support. Um, so. I just see you on. I see you on Twitter having it out with fans everywhere. I'm saying, hold on, is he a Palace fan? Why is no, he? Why don't, he why? don't be stupid, mate. No, yeah, well, I'm Palace at the moment. I'm Palace at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it's wherever my dad's at, really, mate. Yeah, yeah. So for you, for you, Louis, what do you think? Um, what do you think? Firstly, what do you think the the top four will be this season? And secondly, um, how do you think uh, your dad and um, Roy are getting on at, at Palace? Give us a little bit into that because I'm I'm sure you know a little bit more than we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think your top four is, and how do you think they're getting on down there? Uh, top four for me would obviously be Man City. I think they'll run away with it, as we all agree. I think Man United, Leicester and Chelsea, I think that'd be the top four. In that order? No, I actually, In that order. I actually think Leicester will come second. Man City, Leicester, Man United, Chelsea. That's what I think. Um, no Liverpool. No, I don't think they'll do it this year. No Spurs, yeah. No. Yep, fair play. Uh, in terms of Palace, mate, it's a bit like what you just said to Ollie, like with the West Ham fans. I think sometimes you just have to realise what your club is or isn't. Like, you see Palace fans saying we should push for Europe and that. They've spent no money in four years. So, like, obviously, I'm going to be a bit biased than that. What, how do I think Roy and my dad are doing? I think they do a good job. Like, obviously, they're always comfortably safe. Um, they don't spend much money. Yes, they rely on Will for a little bit. Um, well, not a little bit, a lot. But <laughs> it's like, it's... Yeah, you can say that about every team, you know, like, look at Van Dyke at the Liverpool team at the minute and they're struggling. It's... I think they do a good, a good job. They're always going to be like mid-table, lower mid-table team. And I think I think the aim each year from the sort of chairman and that sort of thing is just to be in the league for the next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, what I would say is when Palace tried to do the, um, the transition from sort of a, a basic pragmatic team to go into this football footballing team, they didn't win a game when they tried. Didn't score a goal. Uh, with, with Frank De Boer, they didn't score a goal. And what I will say definitely that Roy has done is over the last couple of years, he's developed, he's, well, Roy and your dad, they've developed uh, Palace into a little bit more of an attacking team. This season, I must say, they've got Eze playing, they've got Zaha playing, they've got Ayu playing, they've got, they've got four strikers pretty much on the pitch. Yeah. So they are trying to develop it on a bit. But I just think that football fans these days, they want pretty much everything done overnight. Yeah. And as soon as they're not happy for three, as soon as they're not happy for three games, it's like change the manager. And I, I, I just, I, I personally don't. I'm sure you're pretty much the same, but I personally don't agree with it. You need time to implement anything, as I'm sure you know, um, and you as well, Sam, and you as well, Aaron. To be fair, you know, as a manager of any team, you need you need some time to implement anything. I think they've done a. A good job. They're going to keep him in the league, close to a top half finish as well. The thing is, the thing um, is on that, the thing on that as well, Mo, is you know, like, like you read things, like you say, a couple of times I have a little bite up on Twitter to just get fed up with it, but it's not like, <laughs> only sometimes. But you know, like it, it, you read like a white palace pressing, white palace doing this, but like if you speak to my dad, they got the same group of players that they near enough had four years ago. They're all four years older. Yeah. You can't go pressing. Yeah. With Luka, Luka Milovic and mm. Riedeveld in the middle. You can't press with Gary Cahill or Scott Dan as your centre half because it ain't going to work. Yeah. So you can only play with the cards you're dealt with. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah. these, but these yeah. people look at Liverpool, look at Man City, 
and think Crystal Palace should play like that. And as you rightly said, they tried that four years ago and didn't have a point or didn't <laughs> score a goal. So it's like you got to weigh it up. Do you know what I mean? I think some fans get uh, they get impatient, don't they? They see finishing fifteenth, sixteenth, whether they want that improvement every season. But reality is sometimes just staying in the league for some teams is is the is enough. And yeah. yeah, fans just get impatient in that end. I think they've come tenth, eleventh, and thirteenth, so they they've done all right. They have, they have definitely, yeah. and they've kept hold of Zaha as well. So that's massive as well. Yeah, massive for him. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, very good. Do we have do we have some breaking news, sir? Some sad breaking news, yeah. and that is uh, the oh, the FA I... have null and void in basically everyone's season. Literally, just curt out. Yeah, that's it. Curtains are down, and the non-league season yeah. is over. Boys, uh, I'll tell you something now. I won't be doing all these five k runs. In July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he is. laughs> I'm having a break. <laughs> so. Um... What what just 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 quickly? I just want to get live from from Ollie. What's your what's your views on that, Ollie? I know that you was you was you was predicting that, but now obviously you're seeing. What are your views? What are your views on that? How are you feeling? It's it's a shame, isn't it? Like you know, everybody wants football about. Everybody loves football, um, mm. and yeah, it's a shame that it's it's finished. Um, but you know, it, it's going to be starting. Everyone's calling each other up to sort out their team for next year, and I'm sure. There'll be um, a very early pre-season for most teams just to get people back mm-hmm. and playing and having a laugh. Yeah, I think all, that's yeah. Yeah. all your mates. Yeah, that's you the know? main thing, I think, at the yeah. moment, isn't it? So, yeah, bringing that, bringing that closer to home now, boys. I'm going to have to end this pod because I'm going to have to check if all my squad is actually going to be available for next year. Phone <laughs> 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 calls, calls are starting and I'm <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But that's the only thing I would say about non-league. It is a killer. If you ever got, if you boys ain't on contract, oh my god, you lot disappear into the absolute sun when that last <laughs> that last ball kicked. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it is, it is. It is a shame. Obviously, we've got that. I mean, one thing I would say is that the first lockdown. I don't know about you guys, but the first lockdown when there was zero football on, there was zero oh. sport. And as I said, I went out. I don't know about you, boys. I've never watched Bundesliga as much in my life because they were obviously <laughs> the first ones that, that came back. I, I became an RB Leipzig fan a lot. Um, but, <laughs> but I suppose now, they say, the season is, is ended. We've obviously full circle back into the non-league. But how do you guys now, you know, say the, the season would have finished, say, mid-April, end of April, normally around that sort of time, depending on what comp- competitions you're in and, and etc. And uh, whether you've had to play on some some awful pitches that um, come to sort of being uh, postponed, etc. But now you've got actually a longer this longer period. Do you find yourselves all the, as much as you're doing five Ks, as you said, uh, Craig? About obviously you've got to try and get the ball out different styles of sort of exercise etc do you think it's going to have a still a knock-on effect um for next season because i don't from my point of view i saw not just in my squad but other people's squads where the pre-season was obviously a little bit longer that there were more injuries coming through so do you feel you're going to have to sort of change it up now uh yeah and- i think that, uh, well i think if you're a player now i think the best thing you could probably do now is have a month well say a month or two off but if you have been ticking over like have a bit of a break now, five, six week off now, and then just start upping it slowly, aiming towards pre-season. Because if you just go flat out from now all the way to pre-season, as you say, it's going to be too many injuries. And 
mm. and stuff like that. And the first when we was at Molesy, we trained every other week during uh, June, just every other Saturday, just to tick over. And then we started the mix midweeks and built it up rather than just go flat out from minute one because, like you say, you're going to pick up injuries and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do now, Ollie? Then are you, are you cigar up, cigars out, feet up on the table? Or what are you going to be doing? Uh, um, yeah, I'll probably just I don't know really. Yeah, have a break. I've just got a new place, so keep doing this up, and then yeah, have a relax for a bit. And I'm sure at Met Police we'll we'll go back. Um, after we're allowed out and probably just get together and have a few, you know, sessions, um, nothing too big. Um, but I think it's, it's important to have a target, that start date to be able to start a pre-season. So there's no point doing runs and anything like that because you burn yourself out. Um, you need that start date to work towards. And, um, until then, I think you'll just be sort of having a laugh, getting together and just playing some football. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all I'm all for that. We definitely got to get that ball out. I think it's just, I don't think people realise that it's not just about playing football. It's the sort of the men, mental health issue as well that obviously is, is, is being brought up. And I got I got to say it's it's definitely a a release for a lot of people um, that are involved in football, even sort of the volunteers at, at non-league that get involved. That I think they need they need it back. Um, so yeah, I think whatever they decide um, now is that they've got to, like you said, give us a bit of a start date and that sort of goal to work towards um, for everyone that's involved. So, yeah, it is a shame. Um, But, yeah, you know, I'm sure more more will follow. And, uh, yeah, next week we're actually joined by um, Ollie Bayliss, who's been an absolute uh, gem for non-league on on the socials and everyone's sort of going to him. So I'm sure he'll be able to, to give us some more information um, next week, but um, I bet, coming... I bet, uh, I bet he's... Sam, you, Sam, you sound deflated. I am deflated. You sound, I actually... you sound like all the wind yeah. has been taken it's... out of your cell. Like you had one little it's... hope. I have. I have. Do you know what, boys? It is tough, right? Because and obviously, you guys probably see it. And I've, we've just mentioned there from sort of the, the managerial point of view. Had a really good squad. We were really in amongst the sort of promotion places as well for us to, to go up. There's a lot of work that's obviously gone into it. And yeah, it's a little bit gutting because we had the same same thing last year. Mm. Had a run at it. Um, mm. yeah, listen, we'd, we, we, I'd like to think we'll be able to do it again, obviously, next year. But, you know, we, we were sitting in a league with, with Jersey Bulls who last year played 27, won 27 and... <laughs> couldn't get promoted so we, oh, there's people in there's people in boats that are worse than ours so uh, let's just let's just uh, you know yes deflated I think everyone will be don't get me wrong it's not just me but yeah no, the bright side is um, you know it's not not complete end of the world we can hopefully go again next next year but everyone wants to just play football at the end of the day that's how I that's how I see it, it so yeah it, for someone that's it's everything well, it's everything though as well isn't it you know like like you say all the players have done a all that time waiting around in the first lockdown to get a pre-season, you get it, you then get yourself fit, you start again, this has happened. But even for the clubs on the manageable side, as you know, like clubs have spent out a lot of dough in, in budgets and that for nothing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They've, they've spent mm-hmm. out week in, week out, mm-hmm. paying the boys their dough, their money, and for what? For it all to be shut? That, that money could have been put aside for something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a, mm. it's, it, yeah, it's bad, really. It is bad. It is tough. It's a difficult one, though, boys, because um, because it was the trying to restart. It was done in the best 
possible. They were they were trying to give everyone in you know uh, grassroots and non-league football. They were trying to give some uh, everyone something to look forward to. So in a way, by doing that, they've made everyone more disappointed. But we could say, imagine if they just didn't start yeah. it back up. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So we sort of have to be we have to be grateful in a way uh, for that for that period of time where we got to do a preseason, where we got to get around the boys. And even though we did play six to ten games or whatever, and the season is null and void and it is a liberty, we did get something from it. Do you see what I mean? So that's sort of the flip side to it. Just just playing devil devil's advocate on this, and it's very disappointing. And I, I for one, know how much. Um, how much you know money means to these clubs? I mean, I played for Molesy for about six years. I know how much this, you know, what I mean, the little bits of money means to these clubs. So, <laughs> no, no. Louis, Louis, you're not allowed to say that on the podcast. <laughs> I, I've told, I've told, I've, I've told the boys I was on uh, similar money to Ollie. You know what I mean? He was paying down. Oh, it, this is this is this is that was at Molesy. I'll go there get my change. Yeah couple of others go and get their chains. Then they took um, Louis, Maka and Ollie to the vault. Yeah, they put in the code and then they got their dough. That's how it was. And I just turned a blind eye. That's that's what I did, you know. I just turned a blind eye, but I knew what was going on, boy. Oh, man. That doesn't happen, Mo. I don't know what you're about, mate. That doesn't happen. Everyone's going to make the same money. We can't have this. We can't have it. That my phone will be running oh, off. Ollie, Ollie, <laughs> Ollie, everyone got 150, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Nah, shit. Boys, obviously, it's been a pleasure, obviously, you guys coming on. Um, no doubt you've all now got to work out your, your non-league careers now there, there is no football now for the next few months so um, I'll, I'll get, give you some time to go and sort that out but um, again listeners please take on obviously the views of what the boys have been been saying uh, we'll, we'll keep bringing you um, we'll keep bringing you sort of new experiences from, from all different levels um, and different sort of roles within, within football um, but yeah we will be joined next week by Ollie Bayliss, as we've mentioned, um, and he'll be able to give us a bit more insight as to what is happening up and down the leagues uh, within non-league and, and what the FA are going to do to, if they're actually going to sort of rectify everything here um, for, for next season as well. So, um, Ollie, Craig, been an absolute pleasure. Um, Mo was quite nice to you today, actually. <laughs> he said he was going to interrogate you more, but he's, he's done quite well. He knows well. what's good for him. Wait, before... <laughs> <laughs> before we go, before we go, um, Ollie, you are you are our competition winner. Um, how are you getting on on football manager, yeah, mate? Doing well, mate? Or did you give it away? No, no, I've got it. I'm, <laughs> it. I'm actually, I'm actually yeah. pretty terrible yeah. at it, so I don't think I've got a managerial career. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, you can't you can't be West Ham logging and try and sign Erling Haaland. It don't work like that, mate. It is a game. It is a game, but you have to be a bit realistic with it. You might get Jesse Lingard. Uh, do you know guys. what? I actually you might get Jesse Lingard. AFC, so I've got a long way to go. I love that. Love that, boys. But yeah, again, it's been a pleasure and it's been another episode of Playing Out From The Back. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.